Okay, welcome back for another Charles Sturge story. This morning, I've got Tony Kavner from the Division of Learning and Teaching with me here. And Tony's uh, a digital media technologist. He's going to be chatting to us this morning about his role with the university and also some more interesting projects that he's been working on recently. So firstly, good morning, Tony. Welcome along. Yeah, hey, Lachlan. Uh, thanks for having me on your show. Good to have you. Uh, look, why don't we get right into this? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your role to begin with? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Well, uh, like you said there, I'm a digital media technologist uh, in the Division of Learning and Teaching. I'm aligned to the Faculty of Science and I'm based on the beautiful Orange campus in Orange, New South Wales. Sunny Orange. Sunny Orange. Um, yeah, look, before I um, joined the um, university, Bit of backstory, I was in the film and television industry for about 30 years, 20 years in Sydney. Uh, work started out at Channel 9 in Sydney and then moved on to some leading post-production facilities. And then I was uh, kind of poached or, uh, to, and I went across to Dublin Island and I was there for five years working in a leading post-production facility over there, uh, working on television, commercials, movies, um, compositing, online compositing and online editing, etc. Uh, so that was uh, an amazing experience. And when myself and my family came back to Australia, we decided for a tree change. Uh, my wife's originally from Orange, so we came up here. And um, I've been with Charles Sturt now for seven years. Seven years, just like that. Just like that. Blink of an eye. That's it. <laughs> Excellent. So obviously with that uh, wealth of, of video experience and background, um, did you find that tree change to be uh, a, a relaxing change of pace for you or is it just a, a, a change of scenery but the work's been frantic? Uh, look, the pace is different, definitely different and um, the level of the type of work is also very different. It's uh, enjoyable to know that what you're trying to achieve for the university for the students is something that's engaging and hopefully something that's going to um, you know, benefit them, get them their degree and get them a job. So whenever I go into a job, um, a project for the university, that's always in the back of my mind. What can I do to make this as engaging as possible? And hopefully the students will, uh, you know, get something out of it. But the work is definitely different to um, this, the urgency of um, commercial production is quite intense. So uh, this is a little bit of a step back. Obviously we have deadlines and timeframes, et cetera, within the university structure, but not necessarily always to that um, super urgency that, um, television production requires. Right. Well, you've mentioned working with the Faculty of Science in recent times. Do you think you could unpack that a bit for us and talk about uh, the school slash subjects that you've been working with recently? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll just give a real, real brief background on what uh, us digital media technologists do um, for Charles Sturt. There's a group of us um, and some of us align to various faculties within the university. But what we, what we do try and do for the most part is um, create engaging student learning resources for online delivery. Um, so these resources can be videos. Um, that's my sort of forte. So that's what I focus on uh, heavily, video production. Um, they can be prax, uh, videos of prac sessions, lectures, academic introductions, uh, field trips, testimonials, etc. Some other things that we uh, create or resources we offer a graphic design, interactive modules such as uh, interactive quizzes, interactive videos. Uh, we also create animations for people uh, and also 3D modeling, 
We do the occasional 360 uh, film like campus tours where you can, it's interactive. It's much like Google Maps where you can go in and wander through the campus and step into rooms and have a look around for students to see uh, what the campus looks like. So we create that sort of service as well, provide that sort of service as well. And the resources we use to, or the apps we use to create these resources, Premiere Pro, uh, which is editing software, After Effects, graphics software, Articulate 360, H5P and Photoshop among others. So, sorry, with that in mind, I'm just stepping into the School of Dentistry project that you asked me about. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a massive project. It was uh, probably the biggest job. It actually is the biggest job I've worked on um, since I've been with the university as far as scope and uh, the amount of, of content created. Uh, originally, the head of school here at Orange Campus School of Dentistry, um, Dr. Andrew Flatow, and uh, Mark Wayne, he is a um, senior dental technician. They approached me and they told me because of COVID, they wanted to, um, well, they kind of needed to move all their practical, uh, all their pracs on, online. So we went around, uh, went about working out the logistics on how to do that. And as we discussed it, it ended up being quite a big project, a lot of pracs involved. So we fleshed it all out, six days of filming. Um, they were pretty much six, six full days of filming three months of editing to put these things together. In the end, there was 88 videos. There's over 11 hours of edited, delivered content. And the end result's been very well received. Everyone's been extremely happy with, with the result. And a secondary thing that the guys have kind of discovered is that besides the online delivery, there also is like a secondary use for the resource, which is um, like catch up and revision for now that Prax is sort of back on back on, on campus as well, they're now sort of having a twofold use, which has worked out uh, very well. It was obviously a massive cost saving for the university too to keep all that production in house. Uh, it saved a lot of money for the university, which I think is very important, particularly in the present climate. And we've ended up with, like I said, eighty-eight uh, videos, and I've, you know they're great, engaging student resources. What a huge effort! It's um. Sounds intense, obviously, getting it done in the first instance and then working on it after the fact and post-production. And then how did you provision it to the students? Through their I2 sites? Basically, with this, pro with this project, I believe it's through the I2 site, but basically with, with some of the uh, resources I create, I sort of take on the role as like video producer, director, script writer, etc. And a lot of the time when I'm finished a project, I hand it across to my client and they then distribute it. So I don't always know how they get the end result to their student, but I believe mm -hmm. through the IT sites, yeah. So in my head, I'm figuring that there's uh, almost a bit of an identity crisis going on if you have to wear all those hats, Tony. So does that mean you have a director's chair, but you don't necessarily get to unpack it and sit in it because you're carrying around all the gear as well? That's pretty much it, Lachlan. It's, uh, it's a one-man band and, uh, you know, you have to think on your feet, um, and yeah, I don't often get to sit in the director's chair because I'm usually behind at least one camera. With this, uh, with this particular job, we knew it was going to be tricky. And some of the challenges with it were um, basically uh, Mark, the dental technician, Mark Wayne. He's working away on these uh, models, uh, you know, close-up denture models and just trying to get those shots, those extreme close-ups of him working on a single tooth without his hands getting in the way, without his <laughs> right. getting in the way. It was, it was quite challenging. So after the first day, I initially went in and I set up with three cameras and then I could, I quickly could work out after the first day, I was going, there's, there's going to be some issues here. I'm actually going to lose the shot at certain times. 
and when I could, I'd, I'd, I'd stop Mark and we'd reframe, etc. But when he's got the flow going, when he's doing a prac and he basically start to finish as if he's got students in the classroom, you don't want to break their flow. So you, you, you've got to work around that. So what I did was um, day two, I brought in five cameras. Uh, and one of them, I, um, and this was a shot I went to quite often, was an overhead rig that I made specifically. And I put a 4K camera over it. So his head was just out of shot and you could see his hands and you could see the dentures. And because I shot it in 4K and cut it in high definition, I was able to digitally push in quite substantially without any quality loss. I could really get in, you know, almost into the fillings. And it was quite uh, short of having um, uh, a camera that's attached to a microscope that, uh, you know, dent dentists actually use in their procedures. Uh, it was a good result getting in so tight and, um, yeah, we got a fantastic result out of it. So five cameras, so whenever his hands got in the way, I could always cut to a different angle to make sure that his hands weren't in the way. So I didn't have to stop him every couple of minutes. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Without it, if you were either using a single camera, for example, just hearing that, oh, and the hands just retracting out of the shot slowly. <laughs> and I just would have had to yell at him every 30 seconds. Hands in shot, <laughs> hands in shot. Yeah, so um, that was a good workaround and it was a great result. And just meant, because we had so much filming, it just meant we could just keep going and get it done. You know, like I said, uh, well, it was six days of filming. It was uh, over the course of several weeks, two two days in a row, and then we'd have a break. And have a I do um I do have one pressing question that I have to ask on behalf of all the people listening to this podcast, Tony. Is is what does a bloopers tape look like for dentistry? Um, okay, bloopers tape for dentistry. Do they, have, do they have one or is it just perfect every time? Oh, cool. Well, the end result that you see and then the students see is also always perfect. But behind the scenes, let's see. Uh, mold setting before they're put into place. Of course, um, Mark's describing what he's doing and then he goes to use it and it's already hardened in the bowl. <laughs> um, things like that. Uh, uh, when he's building um, dentures, you know, parts of them falling away when he's trying <laughs> to glue them in. But no one ever sees any of that. So when they watch the video, they just look like they're, you know, they flow from beginning to end and all those bits are taken out. So that'd be the blooper reel for sure. I, I would love that as a learning resource. This is what you don't want to happen, students. And just the shot of the, the, the dentist falling out. Be great. Yeah, yeah well, it happens more than you would uh, like to think. But yeah, like I said, the magic of editing, you can hide those scenes. Yeah, of course. Um, and that's, that's what you're there for, obviously, to make that, that magic happen. Absolutely. <laughs> so look, uh, now that that's a wrap, what happens next? Have you got anything else uh, coming up that, that compares or uh, going back to, to more standard day-to-day -day stuff? Where, where are things going to from here for you, Tony? Well, with the, the process we have, there's, there's always bits and pieces coming in and, and the level of, of job and the complexity of the jobs vary. So, I talked about that one because, like I said earlier, it was the biggest job I've ever worked on at the university. It was massive, but it was a, a great resource and a great result, and I was, I was uh, very pleased to be part of it. So at the moment, I'm working on a handful of smaller jobs, but there are a couple of things in the pipeline um, that are going to be a lot bigger. Uh, one is, well, the School of Medicine, the, the big building that's um, almost finished on Orange Campus, uh, on the back of that, there's going to be a lot of for my part, a lot of video production, being orange-based, uh, I, I will probably get the lion's share of that work. So that's that's close to happening. So that's really, I'm in the wings, I'm aligned with the Faculty of Science. So really that's probably the biggest one. There's one or two others that haven't quite got off the ground yet. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's where that's happening. 
So that's where I'm headed. Right. So will that, that will all be sort of based at, at the new Bloomfield site, the floor that they're taking out there, or is it somewhere separate that you're thinking? No, no. Um, on on actual Orange campus, they they are building a massive uh, building there for the School of Medicine specifically. So the one that's out of Bloomfield, uh, I believe, is a, a separate, sort of closer to the uh, health facilities out there. Right. This this is, um, I guess, for practical, uh, clinical work as well. Uh, I haven't been in there because it's still a work site, but it's um, you know it, it is drawing to completion. So. Um, yeah, look, a lot, of, a lot of my work uh, moving forward is going to be coming from that area. That sounds really exciting. And um, if we continue the Charles Sturt stories past the, the upcoming conference, for example, it'd be great to, to touch base with you again as some of that work commences to see just what that, that new site, new program looks like as well. Oh, pleasure, Lachlan. No problem at all. That's great. Look, thank you so much for joining me, uh, Tony, and sharing some of your experiences. We wish you uh, as blooper-free video creation time as possible in the upcoming months. Great stuff. Appreciate it.